Iowa officially has its first and potentially only member of the 2021 recruiting class as Peyton Sanford announced uh, today that he will be a member of the Iowa Hawk. Fran McCaffrey's Iowa Hawkeyes. David Eichel here with HawkeyeInsider.com 24-7 Sports. Uh, Sean Bach, my co-host, who's been really all over uh, the Peyton Sanford recruitment and basically all of Iowa's recruitment, whether it be football or basketball. Uh, Sean, this is kind of, I don't want to say a really long time coming because it was a fight, especially uh, when Stanford entered the mix. But, you know, Iowa, you know, no pun intended, kind of put the full court press on Peyton Sanford. Yeah, they did a heck of a job. The staff did a heck of a job here. Um, really nothing went wrong. I mean, you look at that Stanford offer at in, what was it, July or August, and you're like, oh, my gosh. But I think really with what the Iowa staff did, they made Peyton number one priority, maybe the only priority in the 2021 class at one point. Um, got him on campus a couple of times, went to some of his games during the high school season. Obviously couldn't see him during the AAU season or the limited AAU season because of the dead period, but did a great job building that relationship with the family, coaches, um, siblings, just did a really – I don't really know what else to say. Like, other than just did a really good job with the whole recruitment. And Peyton really felt the love, too, because – when you feel that, when a staff feels that way about you, when they're the number one priority, um, it makes you feel good. And I think proximity to the home also played a pretty big factor in this one. I know Peyton was really interested in kind of looking to see what other places were going to offer him maybe outside of state. But I think at the end of the day, I think he wanted to stay close to home and Iowa obviously offered that aspect. But I think overall, I think the fit too with him in the Big Ten is going to be going to be something we'll dive into later, but is just perfect like especially at a program like Iowa really good positional wing can go in the post can shoot obviously from distance just a lot that he has that he brings to the table that I think just fits that just makes this commitment perfect for Iowa it's almost a perfect storm because like you said I mean he's a guy who probably would have garnered some more offers but with the dead period and you know all the recruiting restrictions this offseason I mean it's really tough for guys like Peyton to really kind of blow up on the scene because a lot of teams have to rely on their film. Uh, but no, I, you know, I do think I was getting a pretty solid player. And I think, like you said, I think the fit is tremendous. You've written on our board a couple of times for our VIP members, but I want you to clarify it here. What would you say his role will be more of a CJ Frederick, Joe Wieskamp kind of hybrid. Uh, I mean, he is a heck of a shooter, but he's got the six foot eight length and he's got some position versatility, I think for sure. Yeah, I think Wieskamp is probably the most fair comparison. I know on a visit, um, I think it was either January or February, the Iowa staff talking about being that C.J. Frederick, Joe Wieskamp type player, um, just a shooter, a guy that can play multiple spots. I mean, C.J. is mainly a two, but he can also bring up the ball, start a fast break. That's kind of what they want Peyton to do as well. And I think that's something that we saw or I saw during the high school season when he played with Flocky that, he was the guy that would grab a rebound and push it. I mean, Waukee didn't have many true point guards on their team. Tucker DeVries mainly brought the ball, but he's not like necessarily a true, true point guard. So what they did was they'd have Peyton or someone rebound it, and then they just pushed the tempo. And Peyton was one of the guys that would either fill out and transition, um, or he was one of the guys that would start the break and take it all the way, or even pull up for like a 25-foot three if he had to. Um, or find one of his teammates. I think that's another underrated part of this game is his passing ability and way he can find players on the court. He has a really good feel for the game. 
obviously what he's known for is his shooting, but I think as far as athleticism goes, this is a guy that's going to get better in that department. And I know that was a big concern for people too. I mean, it was a concern for me as well because the first time I saw Peyton, I was kind of like, eh, like I was a little skeptical, not going to lie. I saw him last year at the Iowa City West shootout that they had. I believe they played Johnston the first game and then Dowling the second game. And then maybe Iowa City West the third or those two games could have flip-flopped. Either way, um, when I watched Peyton, I was kind of like, okay, like this kid's just mainly a shooter. Like he was spotting up a lot. Had a couple times he brought the ball and showed off some versatility, but I think overall at that point it was just a shooter. Um, and then I started to see him more, and I could just see that athleticism, that lateral quickness, that ability to rebound, the ability to shoot and create for himself. And he started to grow a little bit too. I think he was about like six five, six six when I saw him last mm-hmm. summer. And now he's up to six eight, and he's not like he has any like. It's not like he's super skinny. I mean, he's pretty thin, but I think overall um, he's got good weight on. That'll continue to get up as he gets as he gets to Iowa because I think once he can add on that good weight, obviously we know he can shoot the ball, but he's a guy that you can put in the post and bully smaller defenders because he's going to be a mismatch problem. you got a guy at six foot eight who can play on the wing, but also be a factor down low in the post. Like that's a dangerous combo. That's some like Jared Utah type, type, yeah. uh, type stuff right there. And I think that's, that's a solid comparison um, but I think more of the role that he'll play is kind of that Joe Wieskamp type where it's more of a shooter, um, but also a guy that can drive and create some offense. I'm interested to see what Fran McCaffrey does because I say this because what, what would you say? I think right now uh, they're not going to have a replacement for Luca Gars in the 2021 class. Obviously, they're after Trey James. Trey James, surprising, I think, about everybody, even those in the know when he committed to Iona and Rick Pitino over there. Uh, but, you know, I guess from my perspective, Sean, I don't really see, and from what I'm hearing, I really don't think Iowa's going to offer another big man in 2021. I think they're going to just go all in on 2022. I know we've, we've hinted on our boards about Riley Mulvey. We won't get too much into recruiting, but I'm setting the stage for this. The position versatility that Iowa's going to have next year I mean, they have it this year, but next year, I mean, think of guys like Patrick McCaffrey, six foot nine, Peyton Sanford, six foot eight. You got the Murray twins. I mean, you're talking about a lot of guys going two through four that have that sort of versatility. I mean, Iowa is going to be a very, very, you know, pretty lengthy and versatile team. Yeah, and I think, too, if Joe Wieskamp decides to come back for his senior year, mm-hmm. Peyton could be a guy that comes in after him, doesn't have to get those big minutes right away. But also I expect maybe Chris and Keegan Murray to play more of that four spot because I know Iowa was weak in that position last year. Um, and those guys can offer sort of length and scoring ability at that position, which I think would really benefit this team as a whole. And then you got I'm, – I'm looking at 2021 now. Um, you got Josh Ogundele and Jack Nungy who could – Josh is mainly a, a true five upwards like six foot 11 now. And then Jack could put him at the four or five spot. Um, so I think putting putting Peyton at the number three would make a lot of sense. And honestly, Patrick, you can put him at that three or four. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of depth out up there. And I know Fran really likes his versatile wings and guys that can play both inside and outside on the in the front court. And that's what you got. I mean, you have a true post in Josh who can also hit the outside shot, but he's mainly gonna play inside. And then Nunji can do the same, put on that weight for a reason. Um, and then Chris and Keegan Murray, I mean, Keegan's more of a shooter than Chris is. 
but he could also bully a guy inside. And then you got Peyton at the three. Also, Patrick, who's kind of a um, guy that you can have either at that four or three spot. And even with, like, the length he's grown or with the muscle he's put on, if you decide to go small, then you can maybe even put him at the five. I mean, I know that's kind of far-fetched at this point, but if you think about it, like, just the versatility and the athleticism combined with the length that they can put up on the floor in the front court, that's that's pretty exciting to me. I mean, you don't really – I mean, you see that with some of these Fran teams, but I think, too, um, that just gives you a lot of flexibility of whether or not you want to press or the lineups that Fran wants to do. Um, yeah. I think that gives them a lot of flexibility with the kind of scores. Cause I mean, there's no shortage of scores in the front court and you've got a backcourt too. That's going to be really, really good. And really like there's going to be a lot more speed than there's been in the past and a lot more athleticism out there. And you've got guys that can score too. It's not like they're just putting athletes on the floor. You're putting guys, really good basketball players and guys that you can, that you can depend on to score. Because if you only have one guy out there that can put the ball in the bucket, then, that's going to cause you problems. But if you got four or five guys that you can rely on to score and even hit the outside shot as well, like that's going to give teams a lot of problems in the big thing. Um, and just the way Iowa plays, I think it's a perfect fit um, for what Fran McCaffrey wants to do in that sense. Yeah, I think, like you said, I think it's a really good fit. And I think, you know, Iowa is going to be losing a lot of star power after this year. I mean, keep in mind, especially if Joe Wieskamp does elect uh, no term pro, if Iowa has a tremendous year. Luca Garza, you know, I think could go down as the best player in Iowa history. Jordan Bohannon's gone if Joe Wieskamp goes too. I mean, there's going to be, I want to say a lack of a quote-unquote superstar, but a lack of really known faces. I think C.J. Frederick will be the guy that will probably step up next. I think that he'll be a top three, top four scorer uh, next Big Ten season. Not this one, but next one. like you said, I think the versatility will be there. I think there's a lot of potential on defense, actually, just because you have the length and they switch to a zone and fix some of the basic zone schemes. I'd be interested if they can improve on that end, the floor. Uh, but they have some developmental guys, but guys I think have a high floor. I mean, I think of Aaron Eulis, I think, is a very high floor guy. I think he can be a very solid player for Iowa. I think Tony Perkins, Tony Perkins has all conference potential to me. I'm higher on him than some other people, but his combination of athleticism and his ability uh, to shoot the rock as well, Sean. I mean, he, he really showed that I think last during his senior year that he can develop a shot because I know that was a big question mark, but he fits Fran McCaffrey's system perfectly as well. And I think again, Peyton Sanford is going to be a perfect, uh, I think addition uh, to what Fran McCaffrey and them are trying to build. And obviously it's only going to get better if Iowa has a big year this season because, you know, winning cures everything, even on the recruiting trail. And they are in on some top 2022 prospects. But, uh, no, Sean, I think overall, I think this is a very good addition, especially when you're, you, you talk about keeping that homegrown talent home. And I guess before we kind of wrap up this quick instant reaction podcast, Sean, I want to pick your brain on this. Uh, uh, Peyton's not the only one basketball talented one in his family. He's his younger brother, 2023 wing. Uh, that I think could be, you know, Price could be tremendous as well. I know you've seen him play. Uh, do you think that the family connection is going to help Iowa uh, in that regard? Iowa has not offered, but I know they are, they are tracking him right now. Yeah. I mean, before we get into that real quick, I had, I wanted to bring up one other point. Um, I think too, what you're getting with in the 2020 and then 2021 class, I mean, we don't know if Iowa will take a big, there's some buzz from up in Minnesota that Iowa is in a good spot for Andrew Morgan, but that recruitment's been a little foggy at this point. Um, 
I think what you're getting just the 2020 and 2021 classes, these four-year players that are going to be high-floor guys. And that's what you want when you're building a successful team. I mean, I'm not saying there's going to be a Luca Garza, but look at this Iowa team now. you got veterans. you got guys that are experienced. And those are usually some of Fran McCaffrey's best teams. So I think once you get guys in the program that are going to be able to have a big role from day one, or not a huge role, but like a role where they contribute as freshmen, sophomores, that's only going to build up into, 20, into the future years where you can have that solid, that solid veteran base. And then if, if the success on the court translate, if the potential future success on the court this year translate to the recruiting um, circles in the next few years, then you got a really, really solid chance of being one of the best teams in the Big Ten for the next few years. I'm not saying that they'll be um, – Next year, I'm not saying they'll be top one, top two like they are preseason this year, but you're looking at like a four, five, six range, which is good enough to get you a solid seed in the NCAA tournament. Um, and as far as price goes, that's Peyton's little brother. I do, I've been told by a couple of people that he's probably going to be the best prospect of the two. Um, and that's saying a lot. And because, I mean, Peyton was a guy that was known for more of a shooter early in his career. He was around like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, but was a guy that was mainly as a as a perimeter threat. And Price, Price kind of plays the same role, played the same role as a freshman this year for Waukee. But I think when you look at just the all-around skill set, I think Price is farther along than Peyton was this year. I mean, obviously they got a both, both got a great feel for the game, really good shooters. But I think Price is a guy that could grow. I mean, 6'5", now grew like three or four inches during the high school season is upward mm-hmm. to like 6'6", could get up to like 6'10", of some sort. I mean, the the Sanford family, uh, their their grandpa is pretty tall, so that's where they kind of get the height from. So he's the guy that I'm going to keep an eye on. I think Iowa, now with Peyton in the boat, I think they could be the first one to offer here soon. Not sure how soon, but I think we could see something er- earlier um, in the fall or maybe even like during the winter. Who knows at this point? But I also want to keep an eye on because, I mean, I'm not saying their recruitments will really blend together um, or be like the same. Or I prices said before that it's going to be his own recruitment. But I think, too, you got to look at just like common sense wise. I mean, Peyton and Price are really close, really good brothers, really close friends. Um, It's definitely going to be appealing for Iowa to get Price or if they when they offer, I'm saying when they offer Price. It's going, to be, it's going to be something to watch for these two to team up. I definitely think it's a very, very real possibility. And last quick thing, Sean, before we wrap this up, I wanted to kind of go off your point about, you know, you get the solid four, four-year guys. I mean, Sean, it, look, I know it's the era. It's the one-and-done era, and they get all the stars. They get all the publicity. They get all that. But who are the teams actually cutting down the nets and advancing in the NCAA tournament? It's the four-year programs. I mean, you look at – uh, what Virginia and Tony Bennett's did when they when they won the title. DeAndre Hunter, redshirt sophomore. Kyle Guy was a junior. Uh, Devon Hall was a redshirt senior. Ty Jerome was a junior. Uh, last title North Carolina won. Theo Pinson was a junior. Isaiah Hicks was a senior. Justin Jackson was a junior. Joel Berry uh, was a junior. And I mean, this you know the group that Iowa has right now. I mean, you're talking about solid four or five year guys and guys who have been in the program. Uh, and I think that's why a lot of people are buying stock in them. And the same thing with Wisconsin. That's why Wisconsin has a lot of preseason hype. They return uh, all five stars, and they're all poised to be seniors. They know what it takes to win down the stretch. And uh, like you said, if you actually talk about cutting down the nets, advancing the Final Fours, et cetera, et cetera, 
I mean, the four-year programs right now are getting it done rather than the one-and-done programs. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Peyton Sanford committed to Iowa. Uh, we'll keep you up to date if Iowa does actually go after another prospect in the 2021 class. Uh, HawkeyeInsider.com for all the latest news, scoop, analysis, and all the coverage surrounding Peyton Sanford's recruitment. Uh, but that's good for this time. We'll be back uh, whenever more breaking news comes back as football season approaches us. And uh, thanks for listening. Take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.